Welcome to this God-inspired message from Shofar Christian Church. Enjoy today's message. May you experience the presence of our Father and may you grow deeper in your relationship with Him. Welcome to yet another one of our Church at Home services, an opportunity to spend time together in the Word, to share together, to pray together with those with whom you've been locked down with for the last few weeks. Our world, I'm sure you'll agree, has, has certainly changed. It's amazing how quickly things can change in these last few weeks and months. I've just been thinking about the reality of, of change in life, that as humans we live in a state of perpetual change. The story of, of human history is a story of change. Sometimes gradual change, slow change. We think about times like the Reformation, where there was a, a catalyst and then a, a time of change that flowed. Other times, instant change, sudden change. I sometimes find myself wondering if I was living in Europe in the 1940s, when all of a sudden perhaps people were Tanks and infantrymen would come marching down the streets and, and my world would change. It would change drastically, be turned on its head in, in just a matter of moments. Perhaps living in Chernobyl when there's a big explosion one night and suddenly my world has changed. For sometimes, some of us it's, as individuals, our, our lives change. We get a piece of news. There's a new job opportunity here. A new city we're moving to, a new school, a tragedy that, that hits our family, these moments that, that change our lives. And certainly COVID-19 has been one of those moments that's changed our lives, it's changed my life. If I look back over the last few months, it's May 2020 already, the beginning of the year as I was looking forward to 2020, this is certainly not what I had in mind. I'm not sure what your plans were for 2020, but I'm pretty sure they have changed drastically. And so as we confronted with change, change in our own lives, change in our surroundings, change everywhere around us, I sometimes find it so comforting to know that there are some things that do not change. For those who are in our congregation, towards the end of last year, as we were looking towards 2020, we took a few moments and we shared a little bit about some things that do not change. As I was praying for us, for this morning, for our, our time together in the Word, I just felt to come back to some of those thoughts and to add some. There are some things that haven't changed, will not change, will always remain the same. That we can hold on to, we read that Jesus says, we should build our house on a rock. The rock that does not change, obviously the rock of Christ Himself. But practically, what are some of those things that, that do not change as, as we follow Jesus? The world all around us is changing. We don't know what tomorrow is going to look like. We don't know how much longer we're going to be stuck in this new normal. And then all of a sudden, there'll be a new change. There'll be a change back to children going to school, to going to work in the morning, or perhaps not. We don't know what change lies ahead, but I guess that's one thing that we can hold on to. That for the rest of our lives, there will be elements of change. It's amazing to me sometimes how... As individuals, we shy away from change. We kick against change. We don't like change, but we love the idea of growth. And yet, in a sense, growth and change are synonyms. It really is impossible to change or to grow 
without changing. We cannot grow and remain the same. And here there are external circumstances that are changing. And no doubt those external circumstances are bringing about, bringing about change in many of our lives personally, in our families, as individuals. And so I want us this morning to take a few moments and think about some things of God that do not change. Can we perhaps, before we continue, take a moment and just close our eyes and pray. Father, we thank you today that we can gather together around your word, around this thought of immutability that, God, you do not change and your things do not change, Lord. And certainly, God, as you have come into a world that is always changing, always in flux, sometimes fast change, sometimes slow change, we thank you for the stability that comes from holding on to you. And so this morning, even as we spend time in your word, we pray that you would speak to us, stir faith in our hearts, Lord, encourage us, allow us to hold on to you just a little bit more for a little bit longer. We look to you, Jesus, as the author and the finisher of our faith. We ask this morning, come and write faith upon our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. One of the first things that we are drawn to in Scripture that does not change, never changes, cannot change, is God's Word. Some of us may know 1 John, sorry, John chapter 1, which starts as, as beautifully as this. It says that in the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. And so throughout time, God's Word has always existed. God's Word and the person of Jesus has always existed. God's Word, as it was revealed to us, has always existed, even though we only received the revelation at a later stage. The truth within cannot change and has not changed. The prophet Isaiah puts it this way in chapter 40, verse 8. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the Word of our God stands forever. The Word of our God stands forever. God's Word to you, His written Word, His Logos Word, what we would call the Bible, it hasn't changed. It will not change. You can hold on to that. Let's continue to press into it. If in lockdown, out of lockdown, stage 5 lockdown, stage 1 lockdown, no lockdown, press into the Word of God. It hasn't changed. It cannot change. It will not change. Press into it as life-giving, as hope-inspiring is faith breathing. Hold on to the word of God. It will inform your, your life. I love Psalm chapter 119, which is all about the word. And right in the midst of it, there's this beautiful bit that many of us know that God's word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. God's word continues to do that. And not only his written word, but his spoken word. God speaks to you and he speaks to me. And in God, all of his promises are yes and amen. Those words that God has given to you, they do not change. His voice still speaks to you. It doesn't change. He is still the good shepherd and the sheep hear his voice and they follow him. And so I want to encourage you, continue to seek God's word. Continue to seek his voice, to listen and say, God, would you speak to me? God, continue to speak to me. God, those words that you have spoken to me in the past, they still remain true. Those promises you've given to me, God, I'm going to continue to hold on to them. They remain true. The second thing that does not change for us this morning is God's character, His nature, His person. Hebrews chapter 13, we read Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
I love that about Jesus, that He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That doesn't mean He always does exactly the same work. It doesn't mean that tomorrow's day is the same as today's day. It means that the God behind that day, the author of that day, the creator that day hasn't changed. His heart hasn't changed. His nature hasn't changed. His goodness hasn't changed. His love hasn't changed. We're going to look at some of those in a moment. It's the same God. The God we served on 1 January is the same God that we served on 25 March, just before lockdown started. It's the same God that we've been serving throughout lockdown. And it's the same God that we will serve for eternity. Jesus Christ. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. In a similar vein, we read in Psalm chapter 119, I spoke about that, the God's word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. That same chapter, verse 68, he says to us, you are good and do only good. I love that verse. It's become one of my, my most precious verses that I really want to hold on to and I want to encourage you to hold on to that God is still a good God. We're facing unique challenges and trials in this time. The unique opportunities. I, I know many of us are wrestling with the reality of work and of our businesses and our families and kids going to school. Are they going to school? Are they not going to school? Are they going to be okay? They'll be okay. And the God you serve is still a good God. Continue to seek His goodness. To say, God, show me your goodness. Show me your goodness, Lord Jesus. God, show me your goodness in the midst of a, a confusing time, a, a time where we don't have answers. God, show me your goodness. God, in a time where we don't know which direction to go, we don't know what the calendar tomorrow looks like. Show me your goodness, Lord God. God's character and His nature do not change. His word doesn't change. And the third piece that I want us to look at this morning is that God's love does not change. In 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 and 8, John writes and he says, Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. God is love. God is still love today. Now I want to remind us of this truth. Perhaps you sitting here this morning listening to this message, you just need to be reminded of this incredibly simple but life-changing truth. God is love. And His love for you hasn't changed. His love for you will not change. His love for you cannot change. His love for you that He had for you when He created you, when He formed you, when He shaped you in your mother's womb, that is the same love that He still has for you today. He shaped you. He formed you uniquely. He breathed life over you because He loves you. That is the same God who we serve today with the same love, the same heart, the same passion, the same commitment towards you. I want us to read this beautiful, slightly extended passage from Romans chapter 8. What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one. For God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? No one. For Christ Jesus died for us, 
and was raised to life for us, and he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for us. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? As the scriptures say, for your sake we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No. Despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. I want to pause there for a moment and just press into that passage a little bit. The Apostle Paul, as he writes to the church in Romeo, he says that your circumstances are not an indication of God's love for you. Whether you're persecuted, whether it's going well financially, whether you're destitute, it's not a reflection of God's love. God's love for you is fantastic and perfect and glorious at all times. Whether we're in lockdown or not in lockdown, whether we can order hot food or we can't order hot food, whether we can go to work or whether we can't go to work, whether our children are in school or not in school, whether we have the answers, what tomorrow looks like, whether we don't have the answers, God's love for you and me cannot change. And more than that, despite all of these things, despite all of these challenges, despite the struggles, despite the confusion, overwhelming victory. I don't know what you're facing in your life right now. I don't know what the challenge is. I don't know what the fear is. I don't know what the specific confusion is. But I want to hold this promise before you that in Jesus, overwhelming victory is yours. That victory might not look like you would like it to look. It might not be the victory that you hope for. But it is the victory that God has ordained and planned and wants you to hold on to. It is the victory that at the end you will look back at and say, that is actually the victory, the victory I desired. The victory that God has scripted, the victory that God has put together is better than the victory that I had planned. Overwhelming victory, overwhelming victory is yours in Christ Jesus. And I am convinced, verse 38, that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. What an incredibly heartening passage that nothing, nothing, no coronavirus, no lockdown, no financial challenge, no family disagreements, no confusion, nothing will be able to separate us from the love of Christ in Christ, love of God in Christ Jesus. Nothing. And so I want you to hold on to that. Some of us need to press into that. Some of us are found in situations where the enemy is coming and he is lying. And I want to remind us this morning, because sometimes we forget that there is an enemy, Scripture tells us, who walks around like a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. He wants to devour you. The enemy does not come except to kill, to steal, and to destroy, John 10 verse 10 tells us. 
But Jesus says, I have come that you may have life and that you may have it in abundance. God wants you to have abundant life. He wants you to live a glorious life, a fantastic, fulfilled life. It's God's purpose and His plan for you. And some of us need to press into that. Some of us need to step away from those lies that are saying that God doesn't love me anymore. Look at my circumstances. Look at my situation. Look at where I am. I'm separated from God's love. The Word of God, which cannot change, wants to speak into your situation today and say that nothing can ever separate you from God's love. You may feel separated from God's love, but you're not separated from His love. You may experience that you're separated. Look, if you look around, this this to me would look what it looks like to be separated from God. Step into that. Take those thoughts captive. Cast down every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, Corinthians teaches us. Take those lies. Throw those lies away and say, Jesus, I'm holding on to you. God, I believe that I'm not separated from your love, so show me your love. God, I don't experience your love. I don't see your love right here where I am now. God will demonstrate his love towards you. He's always done that. For God demonstrates his love towards us, the Bible tells us, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God is big on demonstrating his love, on showing his love. His love is a demonstrative love. It's not a hidden love. It's not a hide-and-go-seek love. It's not a love that we have to try and find and fish out from under a cupboard somewhere. It's a love that He loves demonstrating to you and to me. And nothing in all of creation can separate you from God's love. And the last point that I want us to look at this morning that has not changed, cannot change, will not change, is God's purpose for you. God's purposes haven't changed because of coronavirus. God's plan on this earth hasn't changed. It's not like God woke up in South Africa on the 26th of March and said, oh shucks, I wasn't sure about this lockdown and now all of a sudden my plan for all of these people have changed and we're going to have to push pause on the plans that I have for their lives. No, the God we serve is the God who knows the end from the very beginning. That before he put the first star in the sky, when he created the heavens and the earth, he knew that you and I would be in this situation today, and he's not caught of God. And his purposes, his plans for you, have not changed. The calling that he has placed upon your life hasn't changed. The manifestation thereof might look very different right now. I've had the privilege of traveling to many parts of the world, and in that I've seen many different forms of poverty, heartbreaking poverty. I've seen poverty of, of finance, destitute people, as we read Paul writing to the church in Romans about. Incredibly sad. So hard seeing people really tied up by a lack of finance, an inability to provide, and the real challenges that that brings. I've seen poverty in morality. I've seen poverty and hope. But for me personally, the the worst poverty that I've I've ever experienced among people is a poverty of purpose. When people wake up with no purpose for today, no plan, no reason, no reason to put one brick on top of the other today because I'm only living for today. And as long as I make it to today, tomorrow doesn't even factor. 
Yes, Scripture says very clearly we shouldn't worry about tomorrow. Sufficient for today is its own troubles. But surely we should plan for tomorrow. We should think about tomorrow. We should dream about for t- tomorrow. We should have hope for tomorrow. We should have purpose for tomorrow. And the very purpose for which God has called you, planned you, shaped you, formed you, that purpose stays true. I want to read for us here from the book of Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things He planned for us long ago. I believe God has planned good things for you to do during this lockdown and after this lockdown. I believe that for many of us, God has spoken to us about a plan, about a purpose, about dreams within our heart, and those are not falling to the ground. I mentioned this earlier, I want to say it again, but that in Christ, all of God's promises are yes and amen. All of His promises, every single one of them, those ones that He has spoken to you, they're yes and amen. His purpose for you hasn't changed. And so to that end, I want to encourage you to take the words that you have received from God, to take the purpose that He knows placed in your heart and say, God, what does that purpose look like in this time? God, how do I live out the purpose that you've placed within my heart, that calling God, the dream that's resonating there? God, that which I know you want me to do. God, how do I do it within this time? And He will answer. It might not be the answer you expected. It might look different. It might not even be comfortable or easy. But there is something that comes from purpose. And there is something in our lives that happens when we switch on to the purpose for which God has created and made and shaped and formed us. Because He has created and shaped and made and formed you for a purpose. Don't lose that. Don't let the enemy kill and steal and destroy that. Hold on to that. Tomorrow morning as you wake up, say, God, I am here with a purpose. I am with a plan. Just like King David in the Psalms, he says, Awake, O day. Awake, O day. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. It's a lockdown day, but it's a day that Jesus has made, and I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. I'm going to press into it. I'm going to hold on to it. I'm going to pursue God's purpose in this day. God has a purpose and a plan for you, even in the midst of this lockdown. Hold on to that. Believe that. And know that right there where you are, God wants to use you to change your world. Can I pray for us as we close our time together today? Lord Jesus, we today are so thankful for your word, which doesn't change. We're thankful, God, for your character and your nature, which is always the same yesterday, today, and forever, that you are still that good God. You are still the God who loves, and that your love for every one of us is perfect. That your love towards us has been poured out and been demonstrated to us. We want to hold on to that love. I pray, God, that we may grow in that love. And Jesus, thank you that your purpose hasn't changed. Your purpose of restoration for mankind and redemption. Your your purpose for all of the people. Your great mission, Lord. But also your purpose with every one of us individually. Those good works which you have prepared beforehand. God, I pray for every single person Hearing this message, I pray that you would reveal to us again those good works which you have prepared beforehand, that we may walk in them. We want to hold on to them. We want to press into them, God. 
speak your word to us. In Jesus' name. And before we close, one last thing that I'd like to drop with us today. If you have prayed to Jesus for the first time today, perhaps through this message you've realized that there is a God who loves you and you want to ask him to demonstrate his purpose towards you. You want to press into him. You want to get to know him. I would love to pray with you, to speak with you in person. On this video link right at the bottom, there's a little um, there's a link that you can click on. It'll take you to a form where you can just submit your details to me and I would love to give you a call. I'd love to speak with you, to pray with you privately, to try and answer any questions you may have to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus. God bless you all. Have a fantastic day and week further. Keep well. Thanks for listening to this message from Shofar Christian Church. We believe that you enjoyed your time with us, establishing God's kingdom and His glory in your life. For more info, call us on 012-362-1363. Email us, pretoria at shofaronline.org. Browse our website, www.shofaronline.org. Or like us on facebook.com forward slash shofarpretoria.org.